Hey, listen to Commander Kuko Podcast, episode 334. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to talk about a little bit more Warhammer stuff. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. We got a new deck to talk about. Then we got another show to do later on in the day. We got some people to thank, some story to tell, some conversations to start. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official business, DaddiesFusionGamingOnline.com. They are the source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And I got a thing. Here's the thing. What's the thing? I got all my Warhammer 40K decks in. Oh, you got all four? I did. Had some credit, traded in some stuff. Always good to manage your collection. Always good to clean house every once in a while to get the stuff you really want. That's not what I was going to say, though. But that is important stuff. So you don't have piles and piles of jank cards that you have to move around or take care of. Yes, You never have to do those posts on Facebook where you sort your jank. Yeah. And so I, I, I did that, cashed in some credit, got all four decks. When I did... I used CCO Spring promo code, saved 5% off. Did you save tons of money because you bought the collector's edition? I did not. No, I bought the non-foil ones so I can alter them. Put them on Facebook. You can check our Facebook page. Link will be here or here or wherever Joe puts it. Every Thursday. Still not what I was going to say. Yeah, oh. links to Facebook in the show notes wherever you find the show. Still not what I was going to say. I cashed in with the promo code, CCO Spring. Right. You use that. You're going to buy the stuff anyways. You use it. Right. Get this. Ooh. I put in another order after that. Oh, my God. Because, you know, you forget to put stuff, and oh, then, you, then, you, then not, you put the thing. You're sprecking my language. October, okay, what's it? October 11th, I put the order in, and I got the I got the notification, your order's received, da 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 uh-huh. Later on October 11th still, uh-huh. your order has been shipped. Ooh. October 14th, uh-huh. I got it. Nice. Three days. That's pretty, and one of those days was like a holiday. Yeah. So that's pretty good. CCO spring promo code. I'm not saying that it gets you preferred shipping because it probably doesn't, but man, did I get my order fast. He's not saying that, but I am. CCO spring <laughs> gets you preferred <laughs> shipping. You will get your stuff fast. There it is. Because I got my stuff real fast too. I had to get the, uh, well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to get my my shocks, does, my space shocks. Does anybody have to? <laughs> this is luxury cardboard rectangles. And they rolled in and they showed up and I did the I took over the uh foil as Friday. Oh, yeah. And I posted my shocks. Yeah, so, with the um what's it called? Unicorn foil? Butthole foil? Oh no, 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 no. Too rich for my blood. Oh. Only got regular foil. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Because oh, the shocks in that special foil treatment from Unhinged are, or Unfinity are like they start, crazy expensive. They like started they started a hundred bucks and then they only go up from there. Well, if you wanted to pay ninety five for one of them, you could use CCO Springfield. <laughs> and if you wanted to buy yourself a beer after, because you did good. You could get two of them, save ten bucks, and then use CCO Perks promo code to get some money back. <laughs> Listen to you. You're you're sitting in my seat and doing my job See, selling I'm, the show. I I'm there. It's it's being on the <laughs> left that makes you know all of the things. I guess Whereas so. sitting on the right makes you forget about all the things. I don't even know where I am. Exactly. See, we're in a different room today. You can see the thermostat behind us. Yes, and, and this gigantic microphone rig yeah, that is in my face. The mics are basically floating in space. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, which, I mean, probably makes them sound good, but... The- and you'd know that they were floating in space if you're watching on YouTube because you fucking should be because Joe works really hard to make us look good and we're ugly as hell. 
Mm-hmm. When you see us in Vegas, you're going to know that. Oh, I'm so excited for Vegas. you got to tune in next week. We're doing two shows today, but it's not because they're coming out on a Tuesday, Wednesday like regular. I don't think. No, we're not. But we're doing two shows today. So on next week's show, we're going to talk a little bit more about the CCO experience because I am so pumped. I I, I, I think I put it on, the, on our Discord, which is a Patreon benefit. We'll talk about that in a minute. I put it on the Discord where I said, okay, I'm going to call them party favors, but that makes them sound eh, like... Like those little things. Yeah, or like things at weddings that you get that you don't want. Or like we're being not euphemistic, but like we're bringing drugs, which we're not. No, no. So There's no little balloons of black tar heroin at the CCO experience. No, but there are little things that we are going to give out that are round and they're fantastic. Yeah, they are. And they come in a little thing that you're going to like, and they come with some magic product that we're going to do something with that probably involves... Opening and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and and I even have a, 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 a fun surprise that me and Pasty Amy have been working on that I didn't tell you about. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and, fun. And we're going to pit it against each other head to head, tip to tip, Ryan versus Brando. So is this another thing that I'm going to win? Because that, <laughs> like... You're talking about sidewalk slam. You're just setting me up to win everything, which I really appreciate. Hey, I really do like that. They, we're we're it's partners a, in crime. Yeah, it's important to be a winner. Yes, mm-hmm. it's and important to win at all costs. Absolutely, that's no what we're all about here. What? That's what we're all about here at the nation, right? Cheat, it's, lie, steal, misrepresent your deck's power level. Um, tell people that you don't have combos and that you don't play tutors, but like today's deck, it's all combos and like nine tutors. Yeah. <laughs> So st- I'm, I'm lying, by the way. If you're if you're yeah. new to CCO Nation, we, that's not what we're like here. I'm uh, kidding. Let me tell you what we are like here in the nation. Oh, so yeah. I'm talking to a guy at EDH and M the other day, and with all of the talk about like the the big proxy conversation with Magic Thirty and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, thousand dollar proxies we, and that kind we, of stuff. We got to talking about well, like you know, so it sort of even more so kind of normalizes the proxies. So what if you just get this? You print out your whole deck on printer paper. The whole deck, basic lands, everything. Yep. Then you you slide in your over top of your whole deck. Okay. Because you've you've backed the decks with real cards, which we'll get to in a second. Then you slide your whole deck in front. Then you make sure that you use a rule zero commander, preferably from an unset. <laughs> okay. Ryan knows where I'm going now. So what you do is you play the game and you're going along until you have a significant board state of whatever it is that you're playing. Yeah, like you're dink stomping them. Right. Or, Giving them the CCO stink face. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you just have like 14 permanents. And then, and then, Ryan, the facade falls away and you pull out all those proxy car- all those proxies that you've printed off to reveal 14 to 15 cheaty faces that you have then oh. snuck into play with nobody noticing. Because oh. Watsy's oh. setting us up for that, baby, and I want to do that. So bad. Cheaty face. Right? Oh. Like, it's the perfect crime. Oh, and then I mind slaver you and make more cheaty faces and say, you don't notice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you're new face. here, buckle up, baby, because that's what we're all about here in the nation. <laughs> buckle up, cheaty face. <laughs> Man, sitting over here does make me you. I'm going to do a segue. Oh, yeah. Speaking of unproducts. Oh, yeah. Talking to our LGS owner. Sure. I had a, I had a thought. 
Mm-hmm. When you look at Infinity, some of the cards are legal and EDH. Yes. And some people who are into those sorts of things are going to build either the sticker deck or the attraction deck yep. or a combination of those two things. Or sticker and attraction and contraption deck. Yeah. Like, like all of the unmechanics that you can play. It's going to be a deck that's going to happen. Sure. I got to think it. The sticker sheets. Yep. Right? After seeing them played a few times and hearing stories about the aftermath of the sticker sheets, yep. they don't, in the experience of the people that I've talked to, or who are a few, they don't seem to be the most reusable. Because oh, yeah. you, you got to remember what sheet which sticker came off, and lots of them are the same shape because some of them has a, have a cost attributed to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you lose one. Or you can't get it off like the ketchup bottle you put it on for animate object or whatever, right? And so yep. you're losing stickers or they fall off your card and they fall on the floor and now they're covered in sand. And yeah, You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So what we have now is if you've built your casual kind of fun little deck, which is totally cool, you have a, a thing, a game piece that you need that becomes semi-disposable or non-reusable. So in the future, like a year from now, are you going to have a usable sticker sheet for your sticker deck? You know what I anticipate seeing in and that what do you, regard? And what do you do in that I, I think that situation? I think that you'll have people who collect unpeeled sticker cards, sticker sheets. And I think that you'll see proxy artists or card printing places print what the sticker sheet looks like, but it's just a card. And then you'll have people carrying around those little sticky notes. Like like post-it notes, like the real skinny ones that just look like little flags that you earmark the corner of a book with. Oh, like that's the a good little idea. ones that are like little. Yeah. And you'll have a printed sticker sheet and a little pen that you'll write on. This green post-it note is this hat. This pink one is this thing for animate object or whatever. Sure. Right? This this equals power toughness yeah, five yeah. six or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Or you'll have like a big piece of paper that's just folded up, but when you unfold it. It's all the stickers. It's like a it's like a sticker key. What they all oh. do, like a like a table of contents for stickers. A glossary, if a you glossary. will. A glossary. Yes, oh, that's yeah. that's another word that you could use to do mm. it. I think that that would be a suitable solution. Yeah. And then people don't have to unstick or or stick to cards or stick to sleeves or whatever. If they're gonna stick to sleeves, I would recommend you stick to. Uh, you pull your card like halfway out of its sleeve, and then you stick the sticker to the perfect fit on the card so if you can't get it off the card itself or your outer sleeve you can just exchange your inner sleeve those are all things that i've thought about over the last little while Mm -hmm. regarding stickers so i mean if you have any thoughts on that let us know because it also like if you want to look at it in the let's let's take it to the dark side oh yeah the dark side that's like doing anal yeah uncomfortable oh yeah so not for me. <laughs> no, king, no king shaming in the nation. <laughs> so, wait, wait, that sounded yeah, weird, yeah. didn't it? So that also kind of opens the door a little bit for a disposable game piece. It do does. Think, yep. Do you think we're going to see more of those kinds of things where it's uh, like you know, we're going to print things that, let's face it, are meant to be eternal in format, yep. but are certainly not meant to last forever. I got, I got you. Monopoly. Yeah. Owned by Hasbro. Yep. Some subsidiary of yep. has a new monopoly that you write directly onto the board and on the commercial it says and permanently change the game. I think if that kind of board game gets 
foresees success will see trickle effect into other games that want to try similar. Now, one does not necessarily lead to the other, but if one thing makes lots of money and sells lots of units because it's interactive in that way, yeah. like why do you, what, what what makes a good video game? Interaction and, and creativity on your part. Why do people like RPGs? Because you can make your own shit, right? Yeah. I think that we could see some more RPG-like elements interactive elements, permanently change the game elements, be incorporated into magic, and I would even expect to see it in our next trip to Dungeons & Dragons land. Oh, shit! Dungeons & Dink Stomping <laughs> in our Discord. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of our Discord. Oh, there we go. Look at this. See, you yeah. can still segue even though he's over there. There we go. We've got a new patron. Uh-oh. Yes, Discord access, benefit to being a patron over at patreon.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. There is a tier for our creative team as well. I just asked him about top five lists. One day, when I have time and Brando can come to my house and we can do top five and fives together again. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. We want some opinions and you can do that in the Discord. We ask for content and suggestions and help all the time, even if it's just via private messages. I talk mm. to lots of people in there. We've got a new one. Tell me. Patreon supporter, Matt Olson. I want to say Scat Hole. Scat Hole Son. Oh, just <laughs> shit all over him. You heard the song Black Hole Sun? This yeah. is Scat Hole Sun. Yeah. That works, doesn't it? Yep, Scat Hole Sun. Scat Hole Sun, welcome. Yep. And? F you. Very much so. It never yeah. fades away. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of Scat Hole, we've got a mono black deck. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and here's the thing about it, you see, is... I love mono black. I think it's my favorite mono color. That was the hint in yesterday's pre-show. Mm-hmm. And we want to touch on m- more on the, the Warhammer 40K decks because we think that that was a great product. Yeah. The crossover is good. We want to see more stuff like this where they actually take time and attention into making mm-hmm. a good product for the people outside of Magic yeah. to come and enjoy Magic. Which is cool. Yeah. I like it, and yes. EDH&M on Thursday, a couple days ago, three individual unedited Warhammer decks being played. Yes, and uh, I guess... Pretty cool. New Cats out of the bag. We're not going to do a spice calculator on this deck because of that reason. When you go to EDH Rec deck... <laughs> Uh, you you kind of see that there's lots of pre-con effect happening where people are just entering 100% or 90% of their pre-con. Tell them the, tell them the other reason, right? And the other reason is this deck is a dirty, stinking, rotten combo deck with like a whole bunch of tutors and and, and combo yeah. Um, yeah. pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I was being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the optimist on CCO Podcast. Ever the, the honest. No, chair, chair sittedness, chair arrangements will not change that. <laughs> so give our commander a read here. Trazin the Infinite is a 4-6 for 6 legendary artifact creature Necron mm. with Death Touch and Prismatic Gallery. Sure. As long as it is in play. It has the activated abilities of all artifact cards in your graveyard. Ooh, so a little bit necrotic oozy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's like a callback to the very first CEDH deck I ever built, <laughs> which was a hermit druid necrotic ooze combo deck. Hey, yeah. those those are still words that people in CEDH say. Is it? They? I think well, so. Well, Hermie D is for sure. Yeah, Hermie D is like a, a guy on Twitter. 
And yes, painted a very nice card for him. Yeah, he showed it off on a stream. I no saw way. Him and uh, Lily. Sure. We're on casually Did- trying stream, and I popped in to like talk some shit. Drop some. And they Mom. were like, oh, shit, it's Cecil Brando. Ryan did these altars for me. And they like showed off some altars you did. Oh, neat. He gave me a sweet shout out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey. Good dudes, good people. Yes. I shouldn't say dudes because girl and guy, but they are good people. Good people. There we go. Only the best in the nation, even if they are CDH trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, hey, you know what? We've got some CEDH cards in here. Now, not a CEDH deck, I don't think. No. Because there's certainly not enough interaction and 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 stopping your opponent from doing stuff yeah. but this is the kind of deck that if you hang in metas like that or or your friends are playing their competitive decks this might be the kind of deck that can fly under the radar and get them before they can get you yeah this deck this deck goes hard in the paint it's got an idea and it really yeah it's it's going for, it. for the layup and it doesn't care if it gets a bloody nose hey it's yeah. going yeah and uh if if somebody bats the ball down well now you're just like a five foot seven guy trying to play basketball with a bunch of <laughs> six foot sevens. <laughs> but um, where do you want to start? We don't have custom categories. The deck is from Patreon supporter. It's another benefit. Mm-hmm. Super Ball Junior. Super Ball Junior. Super Ball Junior. That is fantastic. That's in, a great name. In our DGen competitive Discord thread. Oh yeah. shit! So this one came from a different channel than we normally pull decks from. But uh, let's let's it's, start uh, with. I don't think this one actually needs custom categories that much. If you've ever played Necrotic Ooze or a, a deck kind of like this, like everything kind of is where it needs to be, and everything sort of does what it says on the wrapper. So we can go through it as old school categories. Oh, I think the deck okay. will still make sense. So here's the thing: you got to remember that the commander is an artifact, a black artifact creature, which could be relevant. And and what's its name? Trazen. I always assume I'm saying it wrong. Trazen the Infinite. Trazen the Infinite cares about artifacts in our graveyard's activated abilities. He has them all. So let's let's go through the instants and sorceries and stuff before we get to the creatures and artifacts. Newsflash: a lot of the artif- a lot of the creatures are artifacts because they have activated abilities. So let's get through some of the 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 fluff and appetizers and garnishes that are the instants and sorceries, and then we'll get into the meat, the paint, uh, as it were. Uh, the painted meat. <laughs> <laughs> we have a vampiric tutor. That's a tutor. Gorio's Vengeance. That's a reanimation spell uh, from graveyard to battlefield for two mana, but you sack it at the end of turn, right? Yeah. So yeah. Th- you would you would reanimate for two and then do your combo really quickly. Yes. And then kill. Entomb. Same thing. Uh, sorry, no, that, that searches... Puts it into graveyard, Tut- so you find your combo piece. Tutors to the yard. Demonic consultation. Ooh, there's a card. It's a hell of a card. You name a card, exile the top six of your library, then reveal down by exiling until you reveal the named card. And you exile all the ones you reveal and put that one that you named into your hand. So it's kind of a tutor, but it kind of can also get rid of your whole deck yeah, if so that's what you need. You name Shahrazad, and then you play Thal- Thala's Oracle. Thassa's Oracle. But we don't got that. We're not doing that in this deck. So it's probably just a tutor. We'll have to see. Deadly dispute. That is an additional cost. Sacrifice an artifact or creature, which is cool because we could sacrifice something that has an activated ability, like a metal worker or a grim monolith. We tap it. We tap it for its mana. Sacrifice it with deadly dispute, and then we draw two cards and create a treasure token, so we get another mana, Mm -hmm. and then we can 
tap Trazen if he's on the battlefield and get another couple mana. Ooh. What would we do with mana? We'll have, we'll, to have see. To, we'll have to see later. We have a dark ritual and a cabal ritual. Those are both mana givers. Giver thingies. Yep. Sorceries. We have one of your favorite cards all time in Yogmoth's Will. Ooh, also very time-consuming card to paint. Yeah, lots yeah. going on there. Yeah, lots yeah. going on there. It lets you play stuff from your graveyard until end of turn, including lands. Unmarked grave. Ooh, search your library for a non-legendary card, put it into your yard, then shuffle. That's in Tomb 2. And we've got, I think we have, these are three of them. Now we have Torment of Hailfire yep. and Exanguinate. Those are infinite mana Outlets. dumps to make you win. Yep. We have Skullstorm. Oh, baby. Uh, cool art, hey? That is pretty neat. I want to give somebody a Skullstorm. I don't know what that means, but it sounds dirty. When you cast this, you copy it for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone. Remember, if we have infinite mana and a sack outlet, we can just play our commander infinite number of times and have infinite Skullstorm copies, and each opponent sacrifices a creature. Each opponent who can't loses half their life rounded up. So, so even when they get to one, half of one rounded up is one. Then they and die. Then they, yes, then they are sculled. Ritual of soot. Destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three or less. That's pretty good in, in more competitive circles with mana rocks and s closer to the ground creatures. Reanimate. That's a reanimation spell. Mandate of Abaddon. Hey, this is Warhammer 40k. Why don't you give it a read? Choose a target creature you control. Yep. Destroy all creatures that are wimpier than that creature. Oh, power less than. Yeah. Oh. Like I said, wimpier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Demonic Tutor. That's Tutor. Damnation. That's Kill Spell. Buried Alive. That's a Tutor for three things put them into your graveyard. Very key in this deck, I'll tell you that much. Beacon of Unrest. That's a reprint, even though I'm looking at the Warhammer 40k version. That's AKA, right. uh, Hint, hint, Joe. Uh-uh. That was me winking at Editor Joe to, to use that version. Does it look cooler than the rest of them? It kind of does. I don't know. You you put target artifact or creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield, and then you shuffle Beacon of Unrest into your library. From a graveyard. Oh. Hypothetically, you could get somebody else's shit. What if I demonic consultationed everything out of my library and then Beacon of Unrested with infinite mana and like a draw spell? You'd lose. You'd Sorry, not a, not a draw spell. No, I, I I would draw the I would draw the beacon of unrest and play it again, and then it would shuffle back in, and oh, I could yeah. infinitely really reanimate everybody's library or graveyards. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, if we're playing like a, a Bolus's Citadel, which is another card that I think CEDHers are want to play, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we could we could do that kind of thing. That would be cool, wouldn't it? I guess so. Yeah, if we're gonna make infinite mana, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Should we get into the meat? Okay. Give me the meat. Give it to me raw. Let's start with the enchantments. Shout out to all the Rings of Power people out there who get the reference. Have Don't. you seen it yet? No. Oh, god dang it. I just no. watched the season finale. I'll bet it was very long with lots of talking. There was some talking. Bet you there was. All Never right. long enough, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sin That's what she said. Sinister concoction. Sinister concoction. Sinister concoction. I'm yeah. going to leave it at that. I said it the way I meant to say it. Enchantment. Mm -hmm. We're doing enchantments, I guess. Yes. Enchantment for black. Black, pay one life. I'm listening. Put the top card of your library into your graveyard. Discard a card. Sacrifice a creature. Colon. Destroy target creature. No, it's sacrifice this. So you pay one. Oh, 
Then you sacrifice. pay another one. You pay a life. You mill a card. You discard a card. Jesus. You sacrifice it, and you kill a thing. Whoa, what a sinister concoction. Like I get why it's there to put cards from your hand and from your library into your second hand. Yes, I, I can activate. No, I can't because I have to pay all costs before. I've, I feel like that's just a flex. Look no, at how, you, look you cool discard card a card. You discard a card and you sack her. What do you do? You mill a card and you discard a card. Yeah. This is to get a card from my hand yeah. or the card on the top of my library yeah. into my graveyard so Trazen can have its yeah. activated ability. That is that's correct. what this is for. Okay. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Phyrexian scriptures. Scripture. Let me do this one because it's far away from your face. It's a fucking saga for Black Black 2. Chapter 1. Put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target creature. That creature becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. Ooh. Chapter that's 2. pretty good. Destroy all non-artifact creatures. That's like all of them that aren't ours. Chapter 3. Exile all cards from all opponent's graveyards. Opponent's graveyards. Opponent's graveyards. Not ours. Not ours. Okay, thank God. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> what a non-bow. <laughs> Necropotence. Oh, or as some say, necropotence. Nobody says that. Necropotence. Black, black, <laughs> black enchantment. Skip your draw step. Now oh, I'm listening. Oh, baby. Pay one life, exile the top card of your library, and at the end of turn, you get that card. Neat. Pay a hundred life, get all your cards. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> That's how this card works. And it's for it. Now here, this I'm honestly, I don't think that this deck needs this card, so I think that our boy just put it in here so that we can have another one of those Brando v. Ryan things where like we do a smothering tithe where I say it's good and, oh, it's gonna, and yeah, people are going to yeah. play it and you're going to say, nah, it's not that good. And then when the years go by, people will be like, man, that Brando. He's... Man, I'm still on Team Ryan, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> okay, so Biotransference is an enchantment for Black Black 2. Creatures you control are artifacts in addition to their other types. The same is true for creature spells. Spells you control, so when they're on the stack, they're artifacts. And creature cards you own that aren't in play. So in your graveyard, Ooh. In, in exile, they're artifacts? They're artifacts all the time. Wow. And if that wasn't enough, it also says when you cast an artifact spell, you lose a life and create a 2-2 two, two black Necron warrior artifact creature token. I like that. I think this is one of those cards. It's not going to, like, break the format wide open, but I think it's one of those cards that, like, you're going to see it popping up in decks because your creatures being artifacts is relevant. Yeah, well, think of Mycosynth Lattice. People play that card to make stuff artifacts to combo with artifacts. Yeah. You think of, like, get any creature that you that you want to combo with that needs to be an artifact for our commander to, like, work. Now it works. You could play this card in a Rakdos list and use all those goblin artifact tutors. Goblin artifact you, you could tutors? Use, you could use goblin welder. Oh, those. Yeah, yeah. To turn a, I don't know, a treasure token into an Ulamog. Ooh. Yeah. Treasure mog. Right? Like, yeah. His head is like a treasure chest. Yes. That sounds like a D&D &D creature. That's a mimic. A mimic. A mimic. A mimic. It's yeah. just Ulamog, but his head is a treasure chest. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> his mouth is the treasure chest. Yes, big yes, teeth. yes. There's yes. tentacles that pop out of it and shit. Teeth and tentacles. Man, hey, what are, are we talking about? Mimics are scary as hell. That's all the enchantments. Biotransference, I'm not sure why it's in here. We're not playing a ton of creatures that aren't artifacts. Maybe it's just in here for future use. Well, if we're, if we're going to gain life in any meaningful way, we can maybe loop artifacts and and get a whole bunch of attacking tutus. Yeah. Or or tutus that we can sacrifice for 
for future benefit. Yeah. We're going to make four fours later on. We'll talk about that oh, okay. in a little bit. Okay, let's look at the arties. The, this is the artifact section proper, not the creature section, but there are there is some serious overlap. But let's get some mana rocks out of the way here first. Okay, we got Sol Ring. Yep. Skeleton Shard? No, Skeleton Shard isn't an artifact. Is that it? Mana Vault, Lotus, Lotus Petal, Petal, Jet Medallion, Grim Monolith, Gilded Lotus, uh, Chromat Chromatic Orrery, and we'll count that. Basalt Monolith. Oh, nobody's ever comboed with Basalt Monolith. Yeah. Although lots of those are also combo pieces. Like, if you if you remember what our commander does, has all activated abilities of all artifacts in your graveyard, Basalt Monolith and Chromatic Orrery is automatically infinite mana. Give Chromatic Orrery an, an, an example read. Chromatic Orrery is an artifact for seven. Ooh. You may spend mana as though it were any color. You tap it to add five colorless, and then it also has a uh, five tap draw card for each color among permanents you control. So, I mean, technically with infinite mana, it also draws your whole deck. So, yeah. So we could tap it for five. Mm-hmm. And use it to untap our Grim Monolith or our Basalt Monolith. Right. Because or, those untap for three and four. We would net two, and then we could tap the Grim Monolith for three and untap it for... How does it go infinite? Well, they're both in your graveyard, so you tap... Oh, it's one card doing both things. You're tapping and untapping one guy. Yeah, you tap Trazen for five yes. and then use Basalt's monolith, the Basalt Monolith's ability to untap itself for three, netting two net and untapping two. your guy. Bam, 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 you, bam, bam, bam. you net... You net, you, net, you net two each time, and if you do it with Mana Vault, you net no, one each time. Uh, Grim Monolith, you net one, because it untaps for four. Sure. And it costs two. That's that's the benefit to of Grim Monolith. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it costs two or three or seven, because it's all on your commander that costs six, that you can power out early, like on turn whatever, mm -hmm. after you've entombed or milled yourself. Yes. So... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Lightning Greaves and a Swiftfoot Boots. Those are there to protect your dude, not give him equip. Although it technically does give him equip. <laughs> That's goofy. <laughs> and we're also playing a Trading Post. Oh, okay. So you can pay one, tap, discard a card. Oh, maybe one that you want in your graveyard mm -hmm. to gain four life. Hey, pretty good with Biotransference. Mm -hmm. Okay, you could pay one, tap, pay one life, create a one a zero one goat a goat sure <laughs> it would be an artifact with biotransference That's that true. might matter we could pay one tap sack creech return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand might be important there might be some you get your lightning greaves back or whatever that's yeah, pretty good yeah and one tap sack an artifact also good my grim monolith example from before where you yeah. play it tap it sacrifice it yep. to draw a card neat Staff of Domination. Oh, Jesus. Another one of those ones that's got 19 abilities that go infinite in every way. Okay, yes. so here's the thing. You can untap it for one mana. Just pay one, untap it. We've already established a couple different ways to make either a lot of mana or, or like burst mana with the rituals and sacrificing mana rocks and then tapping our commander. Now, I have a real question about this. Or we've established ways to make infinite. It draws cards, it taps creatures, it untaps creatures, it gains life. And it draws cards. And, and it taps creatures. And it untaps creatures. That's what I said. And it gains life. Skeleton shard. Oh, yeah. You can pay three to return an artifact or creature from your grave to your hand, or you can just play black and do the same. Artifact creature. Not artifact or creature. It's artifact creature. Oh, yeah. You're right. Sculpting steel. Ooh, this is 
kind of like clone, but just for artifacts, right? Exactly. Copies of artifact when it enters. Retrofitter Foundry. Here's another one of those ones with a bunch of different abilities that you could take advantage of. You can pay three to untap it. Ooh. So yeah. you can untap it infinitely if you have infinite mana. You can pay two, tap, create a one-one artifact creature. You can pay, what is it? One. Th- one. Sacrifice a... First ability, you make a servo. The second ability, you sack a servo to make a thopter. And then the last ability, you sack a thopter to make a construct, which is a 4-4. Four, four. Oh, there's the 4-4. Four, so you go from a 1-1 one, one to a 1-1 one, one with flying to a 4-4. Four, four. There And all of that's on your commander. So again, infinite mana, infinite untappy, tappy tap, infinite 4-4s. Four, We're going to find a way to give them all haste here later on in the, in, the, in the thing. Spoiler alert. Mirage Mirror. Oh, that's pay two. Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, enchantment, or land until end of turn. You can get real tricksy with that. If you layer them properly, you can turn your dude into a whole bunch of different stuff and do all kinds of crazy shit. Yes, you, you activate that ability maybe a couple times in a row and you resolve them individually so you can take advantage of it being this thing and then that thing and then this thing and then that thing. Yep. Bonus points if you make it a Cabal Coffers because we're playing that and you can like give yourself more burst mana. Yeah. The, to then combo with, of course. Mesmeric Orb. Oh, here's another Millierhole deck card. Yep. If we can untap infinite times, Mesmeric Orb says whenever a permanent becomes untapped, that player's, that permanent's controller mills a card. So if you tappy, untappy your commander to make infinite mana, you also mill your whole graveyard and then you have your combo. Y- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have a mana vault. I don't know if we mentioned that. No, we didn't, but it makes mana and you can untap it. You can tap it for three or untap it for four. During your upkeep, though, so it's not yeah. really a combo piece. It's a burst mana piece. Yeah. Uh, Grimonolith we talked about. Go to Lotus we talked about. Currency Converter. Hey, you read this one because I have no idea what this even does. <laughs> okay. So it's an artifact for one. Whenever you discard a card, you can exile that card from your graveyard. It's a May. Two, tap, draw a card, discard a card. Tap, put a card exile with Currency Converter into your graveyard. If it's a land, you get a treasure token. If it's a non-land, you get a 2-2 black rogue. Oh, so we're making rogues, because that's what we want back in our graveyard, artifacts, if you will, and it lets us discard. Yes. Yes, very important that if we draw the card that we need in our graveyard, very important that we can get it into our graveyard. So it'd be be kind of interesting if we could say tap and untap that with infinite mana and infinite tap and untaps. You could then draw your entire deck, put your entire deck into exile, return your entire deck to exile, making even more mana and having, let's call it, 75 tutus. Oh, yeah. So pretty good. There we go. Move on to some Creech. I love a good Creech in the morning. We got some good Creech. We'll start with Walkie B. Walkie B, one of my favorite Creech. Yeah, XX, one short of my favorite <laughs> type, type of, or grouping of Xs. This is XX for an artifact creature construct. Zero, zero, enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. You could pay four to put a plus one on it, and you can remove a plus one to deal a damage with it. So that's obvious. Everybody knows pay, what we're doing with Pay that. four an infinite number of times and then remove all those counters. Correct. Conversely, you could just have infinite mana and then cast it for X. Yeah. So this isn't one that needs to be in your graveyard. This is one that maybe if you draw it or need to play it or, or you get it back, you tutor it into your hand, you can just cast it. Voltaic Construct. Untap target artifact creature. That's just its ability. You yeah. can pay two to untap it. Notable, our commander, an artifact. Yes. Ooh. Violent Tumor. Enters the battlefield, search your lib, 
See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, shorten it. Uh, put it into your graveyard. Now, behind him, is that the art of Entomb? Because like the, there's the hand coming out of the, the thing with like the red light hitting it. Is that is that like a little Easter egg? For good, the... Yeah, good catch. That's, I think... that's my new head cannon. That's happening. That's happening in my head now. Neat. Yep. Triskelion. Oh, nobody's ever comboed with this. <laughs> okay. Enters the battlefield with three plus ones on it. Sure. It's a, it's a one one for six, but we don't care because we're just going to discard it or mill it. You can remove a plus one to deal a damage. If for whatever reason you can't activate the one walking ballista thing, but you have infinite counters on your guy, <laughs> yeah. and he's got Triskelion's ability, well, there you go. Let's skip ahead. We are playing the entire Mike and Trike combo, indicating that we're also playing Micaeus the Unhallowed, which with Triskelion or walking ballista is an infinite combo that wins you the game. Yes, yes, because uh, you can sacrif- you can remove counters until you remove the last one, and then your guy can die or whatever, and then you get him back because... Micaeus the Unhallowed gives him undeath, yeah, undying, some, some kind of fucking thing. Where yeah. he comes back with a plus one plus one counter. Yep. Okay. Sure. Yep. So it's it's a thing. We're, we're playing another one like that. We'll get to it. I want to touch on it just because it's old and cool. Scourge familiar. That's not it, but it is cool. Yeah. There's a freaking. This is a card. Hey, discard yeah. a card, get a black mana. And it's a three two flyer for five. That's a pretty freaking good card. And it has cool art. Yeah. That's the that's the Mari Hoho one, right? Yeah. It, Let's talk some art, Ryan. Look at the creature type there, too. Phyrexian. Yeah. Yeah, and Imp for my Imp tribal deck I'm working on. Is that real? No, I just made it up, but one day. (laughs) So we're going to talk art for a second. Because Phyrexians typically are things that the Phyrexians have, like, taken in and completed, right? Phyrexianized. So what the fuck is that? That's an old school Phyrexian. They're way more badass. What did it used to be, though? Don't care. Like a, a ball? It was something. And and a Phyrexian, like the old school ones anyways, were considered complete when all living flesh has been replaced by metal. So maybe it was something, but now it doesn't even matter what it is. Because it's still got flesh on its on its back there, an arm, and then it's got this weird ball head. Maybe it's not complete. It's weird. Maybe it just wanted to be a ball head, okay? No kink shaming. Sure. Let's talk about Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, good include. One, sacrifice a scarecrow, a.k.a. itself, draw a card. Then you can pay four, tap, return target artifact creature card from your graveyard to the B. That's pretty good. That's good because we, we might want uh, like a Triskelion or something. I don't know. Putrid Imp. I Putrid, love this you, card. Okay, you read this one. You know what this one does. Putrid Imp is a 1-1 one, one for 1 that has discard a card from your hand. Putrid Imp games flying until end of turn. Oh. It also has threshold. Putrid Imp gets plus 1, plus 1, and can't block. Oh, another another in the Imp tribal. Yeah, the old Dredge dredge Enabler. My favorite play of all time with Putrid Imp. All time. What is it? You go, you have flying? And they go, nope. And you attack him with a Putrid Imp. Yep. And he doesn't have flying. But they don't block it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> I love discarding a card to make it have flying because it's it's kind of ironically funny where... Giving something flying at the cost of a card in my hand, not not really good. Because the card in my hand is better than one damage if they've got, like, non-flying blockers. Mm-hmm. And it can't even block <laughs> once you got threshold. But if I discard a walking ballista, yeah, that's pretty freaking good. It's pretty decent. Or if you discard a pilly pala. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's a thing. Okay, so it's a, it's a flyer. 1-1 one, one flyer for two. Hey, just like Petridim. Yep. Sort of. You can pay two and untap it. 
to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. You untap it by paying two. Yeah. So if you can tap your Grim Monolith for three, mm -hmm. and you can untap for two, you're netting a colorless and making a black. It, yeah. So you can make infinite colorless and infinite black if you've got a Grim Monolith and a Pillapala in your graveyard with your Commandy. It's pretty freaking good. It's not too bad. Phyrexian Devourer. Now, you want to talk about what the hell is that thing? What did that used to be? If you're not watching on YouTube, you, you should, should be. stop what you're doing and look at this card. It's a 1-1 one, one for 6. And I'll say again, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> if it has 7 or more power, you got to sacrifice it. But we don't even care because we want it in our graveyard anyways. You can pay 0 and put the uh, remove the top card of your library from the game to put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on Phyrexian Devourer where X is equal to that card's casting cost. So you just exile the top card of your library when Phyrexian Devourer is in your graveyard and start making your guy get plus one, plus ones. Not infinitely, but enough probably to kill somebody with a Walkie Bee or a Triskelion. This is another combo piece with, with um, Triskelion, Walkie Bee, and what's his name? Trazen? Tarzan? Trazen. Trazen. I want to call him Tarzan. We Tarzan. Can, we, we can call him whatever we want. He's, yes. He's, and it's our show. The cool thing about it is you don't have to sacrifice Tarzan because if Phyrexian Devourer's power is seven or greater, sacrifice it. That's a static ability, not an activated. So Tarzan doesn't get that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And even if it was, you could respond to the you have to sacrifice an ability on the stack to just keep doing it. No, that that's you just think? a passive ability. It's like a, it, it checks... It checks like oh. a state-based action. If oh, it, it doesn't just, it doesn't be like. It doesn't use the stack. Oh, that's. It's like if your creature's power or toughness is zero, it just dies. Oh, That's dang. like if your creature's power is seven, it dies. A piece of junk. Yeah, a piece of junk. Card yeah. sucks. Patchwork gnomes. What the ass. Discard a card, regenerate patchwork gnomes, a.k.a. discard a card to get your combo piece into the graveyard, regenerate your commander. Palladium Mirror. That would tap him. And what's funny is you'd need an untap then. Because regenerate <laughs> taps the creature. Yes. Just FYI for the for the new the newer nationalites out there that don't know that that's they don't remember regenerate because yeah. they only know indestructible. Yeah. Palladium mirror. Taps for two. Yeah. Ornithopter in Paradise. Taps for a color. Una's Prowler. Discard a card. It gets uh target uh, no, it gets minus two, minus zero. That's weird. What's to is a discard outlet? Yeah, that's fine. You discard your hand to it. To make your bro small, but to put all your combo pieces into your graveyard. Yes. Metal worker. Oh, yeah. Reveal any number of artifacts from your hand, and you get mother ass two mana for each one. This this guy makes you like 10 mana every time you tap him, hey? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've seen it turn one Kozilek off a of turn one metal worker one time. Yeah. With lightning greaves. Jesus. Did not win. <laughs> I did not win that game. I got annihilated or Ford when I had one land. Dang. <laughs> uh, laden mirror taps for black. Yep. Gravebreaker Lamia is another to the graveyard tutor. Yep. Golem Artisan. Hey, we can pay two to target artifact creature gets plus one plus one till end of turn. Sure. Or we can pay two target artifact creature gains your choice of flying. Pretty good. Trampski. Pretty good. Or haste. Important. Oh, yes, because we can make infinite mana and have infinite dudes and say, oh, what am I supposed to do? Now you have infinite flampling hasters. I'll give them all the flampling haste they can handle. Farmstead Gleaner. What? Hey, this is Scarecrow. Goes good with, um, what's that guy? Scarecrow. Yeah, okay. F Farmstead Gleaner? 
doesn't untap during your untap step. Don't care. We could pay two and tap. No, two and untap. Yes. Eh. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Farmstead Gleaner. That's a, an, it's another combo with Triskelion and Walkie B. Yes. Egon, God of Death. This is a this is a double face card from Cal Time. Let's read the other side. That's the one that we care about. Yeah, the front side is a 3-3 three, three for 6 that makes you sack things and whatever. At the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card. This is an artifact for 1. And, and we want this because turn 1, mill a card is like, hey, this is going to get us going. Black 2, tap, exile a creature card from your G, draw a card. Exile a creature from your G, draw a card. And this is an artifact, so our... Tarzanius guy would be able to exile a creature from our yard to draw a card. Yes. That's pretty good. Let's talk spell shapers. Oh, yeah. This is from Nemesis, man. This is 1999. Half our audience. Um, not even born. Not even born. Not yet. even not born even yet. Born. Tyler Coates, probably not even born. Divining Witch. This is... Demonic Consultation. Yes, I was going to say, this is Demonic <laughs> Consultation on a creature. This is a 1-1 one, one for 2. Pay black 1, tap... Discard a card from your hand. That's like the the card that you're getting, right? Yeah. And then you get a demonic consultation. It turns any card into a demonic consultation. Neat. That's pretty good. Good if you have haste too. It's like a four mana demonic consultation. Most times I'll probably take that. Yeah. Yeah. Demonic consultation good enough to still cost four. <laughs> Chronomancer. What the hell? It's got unearth. It flies, and you could pay one tap, sacrifice another artifact, draw a card. Oh, that's just like. Drawing a card. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if the artifact is in our battlefield or in our graveyard most of the time. For the most part, yeah. It's just, yeah. As long as it's somewhere that people can see it yes. with their eyes. Bog, hey. Bog Witch is another spell shaper, except she turns whatever card you discard into a dark ritual. Yes, gets you three mana. That's a gooder. Now, notably, Tarzan wouldn't get her ability because that and Divining Witch, both creatures, not uh, not artifacts. If only we had a biotransference... Oh, no, no, Biotransfer is doing the job. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. And? Oh, good luck. (laughs) Anal Raker the Traveler. Anal Rake Traveler. Yeah. 4-4 for Black 4. Necron Artifact Creature Legend. 40k Warhammerite. Uh, Whenever Ack... What did you call it? Ack Rake? Anal Raker. Yeah, Ass Raker. Attacks. You may cast an artifact spell from your hand or your G by paying life equal to its mana cost rather than paying its mana cost. That's pretty cool. I think that this one should be Bolas's Citadel. This card blows my mind that it's only two bucks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's a one-time use Bolas's Citadel. One-time per turn? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just... And you have to attack. It's not even an activated ability. Yeah. Well, maybe it's crap. Well, it's a 4-4. Four, four. The 4-4s four, get in, I guess, don't yeah, they? Like early and mid-game, 4-4s four, get in. That's probably shit. This card sucks. Ugh. Let's go on to a real card. This is a stinker. Let's talk about a real creature here, Ryan. Last Let's talk creature about in the deck. This is it. Amaranthine Wall. Anal Ramthine Wall. Yeah. Emphasis on anal ram yeah. wall. It yeah. kind of looks like the purple cube game thing from Reboot. Yep, it does. Yeah, yeah, except it, it's like... Do I remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. It's the only thing you remember. I know. This is a four-mana artifact creature wall with Defender. Zero-six? There's some good zero-sixes out there. Yeah. Okay. We can pay two. Anal ram through wall. Gains indestructible until end of turn. 
So it gives your commandy indestructible. Yes. Now, this card, probably the worst card of the deck, (laughs) (laughs) but what I saw in the Discord conversation is how do I protect my commander more? How do I make it so so I don't have to play like Dash Hopes? Counter target <laughs> spell unless its controller pays five life. Which they will. Because they'll pay five life every time. Yep. Right? So how do I protect my commander because it is the piece that I need to make the deck work. Yep. And this is one of those things that all you have to do is mill it. Then you've got pay to rattlesnake, make my guy indestructible. Yep. Like on a stick. And you can get through uh you can get through damnation with this one because it's indestructible, not regenerate. Right. Um, whereas with the other one where we saw the regenerate the the bottle gnomes or whatever it was, yeah, that the regenerates clockwork gnomes. It doesn't clockwork some gnomes kind of or whatever gnome. it was. Yeah, patchwork gnomes. Patchwork gnomes. Yeah, it doesn't get through damnation, but oh. uh, anal ram wall does. Yes. So pretty cool stuff. That's the deck. Yeah, that's the deck. Okay, so here we go. We we said we're gonna forego spice calculator today because as we hopefully demonstrated. There isn't a whole bunch of ways to win that don't run directly through the commander. At the end of the day, and there's a bunch of tutors. The deck wins by tapping and untapping your commander for two beneficial effects, and then that's how you win. And Either, then vomiting all over your opponents. Yeah, like you attack with hasty dudes, you Triskelion them out. Like that sounds like a strength. But hear me out. Okay, let's move to strengths and weaknesses. Okay. And I and I got some question for you. All right, sure. That's French for question for everybody who does who who does not live in Canada. Right. Okay, so strength. Lots of ways to combo. Technically. Like yes. Or, sorry. Lots of combo redundancy. How there about you, that? Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. Because there's yeah. only one way we combo in this deck. Yes. We've got a combo enabler in the command zone. Yes. Which is the important thing. Yes. That when your when your engine and your enabler and the thing that you use to win the game is right in the command zone, it makes it very easy to win. I'm gonna say, sure, easy to attempt to win. Yeah, there you go. Which is when yeah, you better. when you goldfish, you uh, you can't really not win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So this deck goldfishes very well, and I bet you you could find we like I didn't do the math, and the commander cost six, but I bet you you could find combo wins if you mill the right cards. Like, as early as turn two or three, if you got, like, a dark ritual and a mill effect or something, right? Yeah, it's pretty quick. You, you could probably do it. They're pretty quick. You, you get me um, give me a, a jeweled lotus and a mana rock and boom. Yeah. That's all you need, really. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so moving over to weaknesses, though. Yeah. Combos run through the command zone, yep. and if they take out a mana rock or if they take out your commander in response... After you've sacrificed your mana rock to to do the thing, yep. ooh, then you're left with an eight drop commander. Yep, or a ten drop, or a because uh-huh. you have a kill on sight commander, and this is a I think this is the biggest weakness of this whole Warhammer deck. Oh, your artif- your your commander is an artifact, which makes it way easier to kill. Yeah, that's a thing. Yep, 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 yep. Now. I, I want to zoom out a little bit for this next weakness. Okay. And this goes with some of the questions that I want you to try to answer with me. Okay. Is we have a deck that's a little bit hard to place in a meta. And I'll, right. t- I'll tell you what I mean. At the start of the show, we said it isn't necessarily a CEDH deck, though you could run it in that group. Probably could. But if you want to win, because when you're playing 
higher competition level, the aim is to win. Right. This deck probably won't win that often. Right. You play it in a lower-powered, lesser competitive group or pod, and you're going to probably dink-stomp a bunch of people to the point of saying, all you do is play combos, all you do is tutor, all you do is the same thing every time, and we don't want to play with you. Right. How do you place this deck? What do you do? What would you do? This is the deck that I would play uh, my Omnath Locus of Rage deck against. This is this is your high power, not this is an act. This is an actual seven out of ten deck. You think so? I think so. This is an actual like it's it's on the higher end of the power scale, but it doesn't have the interaction that maybe it might need. And the stopping power to to yeah, and stop other combo decks or whatever. And like yeah, it can do six on turn two like mana to play your guy, but. If it's powering out that kind of mana, it's not necessarily milling itself that hard to get the combo pieces in the graveyard. There's yeah. lots of opportunities for your opponents to interact with it. So I think that this is a very good high-power casual deck. And if you were to just say, hey, this is my high-powered casual deck, people are going to know what that means. And I think it's going to be easier than people think to interact with this. The first couple of times they see it, they're going to go, oh, that deck's way too strong. But then once you play it a couple of times and see it whiff a couple of times, because it will, yeah, you're going to... Just, it'll be fine. It's going to be just another deck, and he says, hey, I'm going to play my Tarzan deck. Sure, I'll bust out Brutoclad, and you'll play Atraxa, and you'll play Omnath, and then you'll have a good game. It'll be super fun. Yeah, I think that I think that lots of people, when they see a deck like this, they either don't have the mindset that their decks run enough removal. And I'm not saying just play removal, scrub. It dies to removal, scrub. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people have the mindset that they want they want to play the stuff that they want to play, right? And yeah. a deck like this that combos them too fast won't let them do that. But in reality, I've got swords and path and doomblade and and anguished unmaking and whatever in let's say my my Orzhov deck. Sure, I've got all those cards, and if I have those cards when you play your commander, I kill it, and then we go again. Yep. Right. Or. Or sorry, what I mean, we go again. Is you do you try to do your thing? I continue to do my thing, yeah. and the game continues. If I don't have that, if variance happens to me, like variance just happened to you, when I killed your thing, if variance happens to me and I don't have it, then you do the thing, and we play again. Yeah. And that's just how magic works. And over time, with talking like you and I are talking right now. Those things just happen, and sometimes you hit a home run, sometimes you strike out. Yep. And that's just how it kind of works, I guess. Uh, I, I, I think that this deck runs into two... When I was reading the list before we, we started the recording today, I ran across two really, really, really glaring what I think are weaknesses. Sure. One of them is Collector Oof. <laughs> okay? <laughs> or, even worse, Null Rod. Yes. This deck cannot beat Null Rod. Well, and that's that's why harder control shells or even stacks decks in higher powered pods, that's why those exist and yep. that's why those strategies are good because decks are trying to fly under the radar and do stuff like yep. this deck's trying to do. And the other one, I would and I think this is more of a it depends on you as a as a human, as a player, as a as a agent in the world. I think that this deck could get frustrating to play for people once your pod... Like you playing it yourself you, or yeah, playing against you it? You as the pilot. This would be frustrating to pilot once your friends or your playgroup kind of know what's up mm. because it just becomes, well, there's two blue up over there. 
yeah, he's definitely saving Counterspell for my guy. Because yep. without your guy, your deck doesn't really do that much. So it's just a matter of keeping up removal mana, and as soon as he hits the table, it's kill on sight, and three people are trying to kill it. Yes. And eventually you're not going to be able to make 18 mana because you, you, all your good mana rocks are in the G. Yes, yes. And we've we've said this kind of thing before, but I'll say it again here. I think that a deck like this gets better, like will win a higher percentage of the time, if you make the deck worse, yep. which which is very counterintuitive. I'm going to make my deck less powerful, but I'm going to win more. It's not something that you automatically think of. You want to make it more powerful, add more tutors, more consistency, more redundancy. Mm -hmm. But if I make it less good and let it scoot a little bit more, like under the radar of my friends or team or teammates, uh, meta people, they're going to leave it alone, allowing me to do my thing in a spot where I can pick. Instead yeah. of in a spot where my opponents let me pick because they tried to win and somebody else stopped them, yeah. right? I do this very thing with my Balthor deck, also a mono-black combo deck where the backup win con is Zombie Tribal because zombies have like 10 or 12 lords. Yeah. I just play all of them and, oh, look at that. All my zombies are five fives and six sixes and that too can win, but it's not as threatening as mill my entire library and then combo and then... Gray Merchant you for 53 times because I'm going to sack them and reanimate them. Yeah. Right? Like, that is a lot more threatening, but because I do the zombie tribal thing instead of the combo and tutor thing, I win more games with that deck than I think this deck might, even though this deck is probably faster. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, back to actual strengths and weaknesses. You could build this deck on the budget or not on the budget. I don't know yeah. if that's a strength or weakness, but I want to touch on it. The, this deck as built today... $947. If we cut out some of the fast mana rocks, obviously we still have room for, for combo potential with Basalt Monolith instead of Grim Monolith, for example. Yeah. Well, we're playing, maybe, yeah. Well, maybe we're you playing put both. a Doomblade in instead of a Grim Monolith and save yourself $25 for the, the, the gold shitty gold border one. one. And $250 for the black bordered one, yes. for example, right? Yes. Yogg will also 45 bucks for the gold bordered one that we're playing in this deck. And what's the, what's the black border one? 400 uh, Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like, you, there's, you could cut the tutors and make the deck slower and less consistent, thereby potentially making it better, mm -hmm. and then save yourself some money. And I think that that's a strength if you're yeah. new and just got your first pre-con with the Warhammer 40K stuff, for example, and want to get a more tuned seven or eight out of ten type deck and this deck if you're gonna buy the bare bones of it which is the pre-con good pickup because there's lots of uh, air quotes valuable stuff in it there's I lots of so. stuff that you're gonna want in that pre-con so and you know that's what cool. everybody i see on twitter is telling me that the pre-cons out of the box slap both against each other and hanging out in other metas where you're playing against yeah. regular Casual to higher power casual decks. These decks, I think, have the top end to hang with the hang with the boys in the paint, if you will. They certainly do. This one, I think, is really funny because if this one out of the box, if you get Vandal Blasted, it's the funniest because <laughs> all you have left is land. It just blows you all the way out, which I love. Yes. Not yep. blowing somebody all the way out, but like just the look. There's that look on the face where they realize, oh, that's an artifact and that's a... You know what? Oh. When, when I have that kind of thing happen to me, maybe this is the CCO life lesson of the day. When I have that exact thing happen to me, I got to just laugh 
and say, <laughs> instead of saying, no, man, it's going to ruin my whole game. Oh, no. In, instead of that, I say, do what you got to do because I'm trying to win. And you know what? It's my fault for putting every single artifact in this deck. And I'm just going to sit and drink beer and still have fun because or, I'm playing with my my friends. Or you just take all your stuff and put it in the yard and just sit there with no with nothing in play. And somebody will eventually go, what happened to all your stuff? <laughs> you know what I think it's it's funny. I love it. I think this the pre-con is great, and I think this deck is really good as well. And if you want to pick up that pre-con, you can head over to FusionGamingOnline.com. Use CCO Spring promo code to get 5% off. It's pretty good. Sick. Yeah. And I'm assuming eventually we're going to get singles from them as well. If you're only looking for, say, the Commander or an Anal Raker, the Traveler. Yep. Or the really cool Sol Ring that comes with this deck is really neat. There you go. Right? There's lots yeah. of cool stuff that you can pick up from there all at a discount. And it also supports the show and lets the business daddies know that uh, Business Baby here is a good investment. Very much so. And if you want altered versions, Facebook.com slash CCO Podcast every Thursday. Every dang old Thursday. I think this Thursday and next Thursday is going to be Warhammer stuff. Oh, shit. I'm going to be Warhammering them out. Huh? Ah, oh, get out. Yeah, yeah see you yeah. later. Are you, are you going to put a Stormtrooper on the laser swamp? I could if I felt like it. Because it's like POV, they're missing you. Man, I love POV. And on that note, we are going to get out of here, get a drink. We're going to come back in here five minutes from now for us a week ago. A week ago? Sure. A week for you guys. And then we're going to be back with another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song.